Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Chief of the most popular Chiefs website on the internet and is a master of impressions. If they win this game, they're going to make the playoffs. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joins the drive. Every day I wake up trying to be more and more like this individual, and I fall short every single time. This person is not only an inspiration to me, not only an inspiration to this show, but really to our community. He is a pillar. Like if I had to think of the most important people in our community, Patrick Mahomes one, Paul Rudd two. I mean, he's Ant-Man for God's sake. And probably our next guest from Arrowhead Pride, the editor-in-chief, the El Capitan, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney! Pete Sweeney, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for that intro. I mean, that that's what it's all about right there. I appreciate that. Pete Sweeney, what are you doing? Like, you don't have any practices to go to. There's no games. There's no stories to write. What are you doing with your free time? Yeah, uh, we are getting ready for the combine. When the Chiefs go to the mid-February every year, the combine comes quick. So trying to figure out uh, how we're going to cover that situation. And uh, then I think I'll probably – Take a week off following the combine, but then we get into free agency and it'll be into full off-season coverage mode. So we're still afloat at, at AP. I I probably should use this time. Uh, obviously, last week was a, a different climate, and so you know I, I think now this week we're, we're talking more about the game and the season. I don't really have a ton to say, but I do want to say hi to hi to all the tweeters and texters that would message me after the Chiefs would lose regular season games and ask me if they still had enough at wide receiver and just say, that, yeah, I, I think they did. I think they did. Pete, do you want people to apologize to you? Do you want a written apology? Do you want me no, to take field no. call, phone I, calls, and then I'll, like, forward them to no, you? Like, how, how no, do you want what? your apologies? <laughs> no, I just wanted to say hi to everybody that did that. that that's all. I, that's all. I'm good now. I'm good now. I just got to get that out of my system. Right now we're talking to Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete, it feels like the Super Bowl was, like, three weeks away. You know what I mean? Like, with everything that has happened in like the last nine days in Kansas City, it feels like the Super Bowl was a long time ago and not last Sunday. Yeah, it, especially I think with you know the, the parade stuff uh, as well. Uh, you know, it feels like uh, it was ages ago. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been recent, and uh, I think it, it's still in a way just the season what it was. Um, what we're entering too, I think, is is still sinking in uh, at this stage. I, I think even more so than looking in the past of like what these years have been and, and especially getting that third championship in, in five seasons, I, I just look at ahead and I look at the grand opportunity that uh, the chiefs have here. If you, you know, just go to the parade, the actual parade portion before everything happened. I think uh, Brett Veach, the general manager put it well uh, in saying, you know, we had our return to glory. That 19 team was really special, uh, but everyone thought, Last year would be a rebuilding year. They still won the championship. Uh, there were problems with this team. Um, 
especially offense, you needed some weapons. Uh, and I, I think the Chiefs will address that. And what was supposed to be a down year, the Chiefs like snuck one by the league again and managed to do so uh, off a, an elite defense. And now I think what's still sinking in is this grand opportunity where you really think the team is going to be better next year and certainly more balanced. And they have a opportunity to do something the Patriots never did uh, with the three-peat. And it, it's it's been a little surreal. You know, I think even for fans, it's it's been hard to kind of swallow, but what a great time to be a Chiefs fan. My biggest takeaway from the Super Bowl, and I think what the lasting sort of memory for me is going to be is, you know, you and I grew up in the Brady era. I mean, from start to finish, we remember whenever Drew Bledsoe got hurt. We remember the controversy on, hey, Drew Bledsoe is healthy. Should they put this Tom Brady guy back on the bench? And Belichick made a decision that I'm not sure a lot of coaches would have made at that time and stayed with Tom Brady, and then they were rewarded from it. And we saw all of the ups and downs, the spy gate and deflate gate and him joining a different team and I remember just thinking, hey, you know, this is the greatest quarterback that we've ever seen and no one is going to come close. And as I go back and I've now rewatched the final two drives for Kansas City's offense, like I was watching Tom Brady. I didn't think it was possible for anybody to be as calm in that moment, as cool in that moment. And it felt like an absolute certainty that one team was going to be in a position where they had a chance to win that game. And that is exactly what we saw with the Kansas city Chiefs. So my biggest takeaway is he really is Tom Brady. What's your biggest takeaway from this team winning the Super Bowl? I think it's similar. I, I, I think, you know, better comparison is uh, especially this year uh, is Michael Jordan. Uh, and I, and I say that because I, I think that there, the idea that there's going to be some kind of 10 year gap with, with Mahomes doesn't seem real. And like, I, I felt, I felt that way, like in watching his game, that he was the best football player that I had ever seen, but it's really hard uh, to say something like Michael Jordan or Tom Brady before he has the accolades that he's had over these past couple of years. If you've noticed this win, and you mentioned, I think because of the, the need for those two drives at the end, this win has kind of begrudgingly, reluctantly put the national media onto that, level where they're starting to see like this is a really really special player and a really really special career and he is having a a jordan-like career and i think in the down year that we just talked about you you saw a golden opportunity for josh allen and lamar jackson and they were in their building and the environment was crazy I, i didn't attend the buffalo game i covered from afar but i was able to be in baltimore that place was rocking, and for all uh, intents and purposes, Baltimore should have been able to find a way to win that game, and they, they just couldn't. And I think Mahomes being able to lead this and, and be a huge part uh, of that, it, it, it just shows that like there are going to be players like Allen and Jackson and Burrow that will have less conference championships and Super Bowl titles because they're playing in an era with Patrick Mahomes. I, I guess you could say that about about Brady, but it just really reminds me of Jordan in the 90s when you had such great NBA players that will never sniff a, a trophy because of that. And I, I think being able to get three before the age of 30 and, and still have an opportunity to build on that, you know, you have another two seasons here before you're into your age 30 season. I just I think we're watching something really special and, and certainly the uh, potentially the greatest career of all time. And I just think the difference with this Super Bowl, and this is where I guess our opinions just are a little bit different, is that it made the national group get on board with what I think we all already knew locally. 
Right now, we're talking to Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, getting his thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs, taking a look back at the Super Bowl, also taking a look ahead to the offseason for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's take that offseason. The Chiefs have two major decisions. What do you do with Legereus Need? What do you do with Chris Jones? I would franchise tax Need, and I would let Chris Jones walk in free agency, and I would use that available cap space to improve the team elsewhere. What would GM Pete Sweeney do? Yeah, it, it's a big difference between like what I want to see happen and, and what I think is going to happen. I, you know, I, it's tough to go back in time now, but you just wish that Chris Jones would have signed that deal last year and would have been taken care of. Then you could have this elite defense back again and, and reasonably think that that's going to happen. I, I don't. You know, I, I would love for the Chiefs to, to find a way to keep these guys, but I, I think the, the word that, that this regime really uh, is all about is flexibility. And they're not going to let one player, we saw it with the Tyree Kill trade, they're not going to let one player in his demands mess up what is flexibility around, uh, as we just mentioned, the greatest quarterback of all time. And so you know, I think in the climate of this and, and you look at, at Chris Jones and, and how his representation has kind of handled this, they want him on the open market. And to tag him is going to be $33 million. And I, I think we've seen a couple players – uh, you know, uh, handcuffed Brett Beach in a sense with Tyree Kill and Orlando Brown and, and Jones not being, and I, I don't think he wants to be uh, handcuffed here with his team. I think he wants to really be able to give Pat the stuff that he needs, and to be able to do that, you can't. It's like almost like the tag is a non-option. I just think of, of Chris Jones, and when he hits the open market, there's going to be a number that a team is going to offer that the Chiefs are not going to be able to to pay to maintain that flexibility. And I just think that's how it goes. You know, there is a, an alternate scenario where Chris Jones turn, turns to his week one pals in the suite and says, I really want to be with the Chiefs. Let's work with them and find a fair deal to make sure we keep this defense together. But I just – I know some of the influence they have on him, and I just think he's going to go for the biggest number, and the Chiefs are going to have to figure it out. And I, I think in that, right, like – Orlando Brown kind of wanted to play that game. And so what did the Chiefs have? You know, I, I was looking yesterday at the Pro Football Focus top 200 free agents. Chris Jones is deservedly so number one, but there's also 20-plus interior defensive linemen on that list. I think the Chiefs are going to have a plan uh, if Jones wants to opt to go get that big number, and, and he has all the power to do so. That's his right, right? Uh, and I think they're going to have someone in place. And so I think Chris Jones walks. Um, and, and it's a shame, um, but, uh, man, what a what a great player for the Chiefs, and I think you're right. I think the Chiefs tag Snead, and then as this goes on, uh, they ultimately get this player signed in a, in a long-term contract that's a little bit backloaded to give them more room this year and really give it themselves a, a true shot of going back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back here. Yeah, I mean, I would love for Chris Jones to come back in an ideal sense, and I think one thing that I really push back on from the text line and when we've taken calls is, I mean, that time to take that team-friendly deal, I mean, I just feel like that time has passed. That If you franchise tag Chris Jones and you lock him in for that $32, $33 million, what person is taking a pay cut based on guaranteed money? That the time to take that sort of team-friendly deal was last year, but now right. that you rolled the dice and you didn't agree to a deal and now you've played this thing out, you had an all-pro year, you helped Kansas City win another championship, and now you have three and your legacy in Kansas City is intact. I just don't know if you're now in the place where you're taking that team-friendly contract anymore. Yeah, and that's where I related to the Orlando Brown thing, right? Like, I think a lot of people saw the Brown situation, uh, and you looked at the rest of the roster, and, you know, your question was, well, like, 
if they let Brown walk or they don't come to an agreement, like who's going to play tech? Not to say that, that Brown uh, was a world beater, but he was average, slightly above average, right? He was a good player for Kansas City. Uh, and, I, you know, you look at the, the room now, and I think this is what I'm seeing from a lot of fans, is like there's no one along the defensive line. But that's where, like, Jawan Taylor comes in. And I'm not saying Jawan Taylor the contract because I, I think there are some aspects of the contract that the Kansas City Chiefs personnel staff probably want to have back. But I'm saying in more of a sense of, like, they have plan B and C and D ready. And there are uh, interior defensive linemen available. They're not, and no one is going to be, dominant to the point of Chris Jones. But I think there's going to be players that they could rotate in there. They feel really good about George Karloftis. Uh, I think they felt good about Amenehu. It's a shame that, that he's injured, but you're going to have to lean into younger players. Maybe Dana. I feel like Dana's a toss-up player. Maybe he's back on, on a deal. And you piecemeal this defensive line and continue to uh, have your elite secondary. And in you know, the alternate version, like, each year is different, right? Like, so, you know, we're working on in the presence of mind that they're going to need an elite defense again. I think if you're back in that 10 to 15 range where you lose Jones, but you're able to keep uh, the Chiefs, um, you know, in, in games and you have a well-improved offense with a Mike Evans, with a T Higgins to pair with Travis Kelsey on another year, Rasheed Rice, uh, your ground game that you've kind of grown a little bit in, the, in this past year. I think you, you're once again winning in a different way. I mean, that was my whole point all year, not to bring it up again. Like I was more bringing it up in jest, but like you won in a different way last year. Next year is going to be a different way than it was the previous year. And if, that means no Chris Jones. That's okay, right? Like sometimes you got to say goodbye to elite players, like they did Tyree Kill two years ago. You find other ways to win, and I, I think that's what this is going to come down to. It's unfortunate. I mean, I'd love to see Chris Jones back in Kansas City. I think a lot of people would, but I just think he's going to price himself out. Right now, we're talking to Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, getting his thoughts on the Chiefs offseason. Pete, is there a wide receiver that you really like? I mean, I'd be interested in Mike Evans on the right deal. I'd be very interested in Calvin Ridley. I think you can get him at a really Chiefs-friendly kind of contract where I don't think he's going to be a guy that really breaks the bank and you sign yourself up for probably two years of service from him. Is there a veteran wide receiver that you really like? Well, Ridley is a. It makes sense because he was a little boomer bust last year. There were some games where he really looked good, and there were other games where he kind of disappeared. And I just think that'll affect his value and kind of fit in the Chiefs' range. And I think there's no more motivating factor than Patrick Mahomes. And so I think that is a good fit. Evans to me is interesting because he's been a player that all he does uh, is produce. And now that he's been in the, the league for so long, I, I think he might be want to be with a team that can go win championships like the Chiefs are doing. And what a player to, to bring in. Uh, I mean, he's each sleep a thousand yards with Patrick Mahomes uh, and, and you just give more options and kind of spread the defense that way. I, I like the two players that you mentioned. I think Higgins is a little bit of a pipe dream. I love Higgins, but I, is Cincinnati going to let him get away? I also think there's, there's room to maybe bring in two receivers, right? So like, what if you bring in one of these guys and you, you think about Tyler Boyd, who is now going to see himself out of Cincinnati as well. I think there's, a number of different directions you can go to. I have believed for a while now that the Chiefs are going to go get one of these names in free agency at receiver and then draft another one uh, on day one or day two, probably uh, what I would guess to be day two again, um, unless there's a trade-up of some sort. Uh, but I think, yeah, a big, a big name from outside comes in, and then they draft one, uh, and, I, and I think you're going to feel a lot better about the receiver room next year. And then you have your players that will be returning. Like, I – I know that people are really down on Sky Moore at this point, but I think as a number five that's trying to like work his way and prove himself, that's a nice player for you. And I think just when we get to training camp, we're going to feel a lot better about that room. 
That is our guy, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, joining us on the show today. Pete, you know what, man? Me and you could talk for a whole hour, but it's your vacation, man. I want you to get to it, man. I'll catch you down the line. <laughs> All right, see that. Take care. Absolutely. That's Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us on the show today. You know what? Pete Sweeney was gracious enough to give us 15 minutes of his time. That's all I need, man. We'll get back to our usual nonsense. I refuse to believe that you guys really care about this quick trip patch on the jersey. But the text line is filled with Carrington. What are your thoughts? When are you going to talk about this? When are you going to talk about this? It's an abomination. You know what? We'll talk about it coming up on the other side. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Sometimes I genuinely feel that maybe I'm out of touch with how you guys feel and how you think. A lot of times I would like to think that I'm very in tune, that, you know, I I really try to keep up. I try to do my reading. I try to do my research, you know. I know that some of you think that I just show up at 158 and Rob just hands me a piece of paper and we just start talking, but I assure you there's there's more work that goes into it. And then sometimes I, I really question what I'm doing with my life that has led me down this path. Rob, this was one of the first messages that we got today. CDOT, can you please talk about these disgusting quick trip patches? And earlier today, I was talking to Cody. Just, hey, you know, how's the show going? You know, just general office chatter. And he said, anything anybody wants to talk about is these quick trip patches. And I was like, let me pull it up. Let me see what people are in a, in a roar about. So I clicked on it. And then I saw it. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't believe you. And then I asked you. I said, hey, is this... Is this a thing? And you're like, yeah, people are mad about it. I was like, wait, hold on. What are you talking about? You're telling me that people have a strong opinion about a patch on the sleeve of the Royals jersey? And mind you, it's not that they had some political message on there or some social message on there. It's of a company that all of us love, enjoy, and appreciate. I don't know about you, but I will go out of my way to go to Quick Trip. I will plan my route and my trip. I'll drive past your Shell, your Amica. I'll drive past those to make sure that I get that Quick Trip gas. I might even go in there and get me a big Q. I might go in there and get myself a hot dog. I love a glizzy. Get myself the banana peppers, the onions, They got honey mustard and spicy mustard and regular mustard. They got the holy trinity of mustards in there. People are upset that 
I mean, two great pillars of our community have come together for this. Ha- there hasn't been a collaboration this great since they started putting the Oreo cream filling inside Chips Ahoy. I'm thrilled about this. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm reading the, the tweets. I'm not trying to be negative, but this is abominable. There has to be another way to have an on-field presence. This is hideous, FYI. Major League Baseball is constantly chasing profits in every way. Disgusting. These suck. I'm reading the comments on here. Who cares about this? They put a quick trip patch on the sleeve. You guys want... You guys wanted them to pay for Bobby Wood Jr. They paid for Bobby Wood Jr. And now they're showing you how they pay for it. Now you mad. I don't care where they got the money from. To me, the Royals aren't doing enough. If I was the man, if I was the person that owned the Royals, you wouldn't want to see what their jerseys look like. It'd be like the bad news bears. We would have all kind of patches on there. It looked like one of those NBA jeans back in 2007 with how many sponsors we would have. They put one small little quick trip patch on the sleeve of the jersey and people care about this, Rob. This is a thing that people are up in arms about. Like I'm sitting here and I'm reading the comments and I understand this might just be a Twitter thing, a social media thing, but I'm looking at the text line right now. This can't be real. I was honestly astonished people cared about this to the point where they're angry. I... I like soccer, Carrington. Do you know what every soccer jersey in the world has? A corporate sponsor. Patches. They all have patches. They have sponsors. It's life. Did you know the Chiefs training camp jerseys have patches and sponsors? It's life. Do you know that Arrowhead is no longer just called Arrowhead? It's G-E-H-A whatever at Arrowhead Stadium because sponsors. This is just what happens. Is it kind of odd that it's red? Yeah. Is it giant and across the front? No. Is it for a company we all love? Yes. Does this mean they can start serving foods at Kaufman? Boy, do I hope so. That's what I want. Sign me up for the old Quick Trip at Sprint Center being implanted at New Kaufman. I'm in for that. But I think people just hate change. And we've talked about it with the airport. We've talked about it with the stadium. We talk about it with the streetcar. We talk about it with anything and everything. But if you sprinkle a little change into the fold, you know what happens? People get no, heated. No, that's not what it is. Can we be honest right now? The general public doesn't think the Royals can do anything right. That's what it is. Have you noticed how sometimes, like, we all have this. There are certain people in your life that can make a joke, and there are certain people in your life that can't. The two people could say the exact same thing, but you're going to be more mad at person B than you are for person A. If the Chiefs put this same patch or put a patch on their jersey and they came out and said, hey, this is what we need to do to stay competitive in the market. In market number 35, we have to do some of the things that other teams in the NFL don't do, and this is a way for us to get more revenue. Yes, sir, Mr. Clark Hunt. Whatever you need to do, Mr. Clark Hunt. This is the, What are we doing? They put a quick trip patch on there. I don't care about this. I'm not mad about this. Someone says, CDOT, I agree that we love the company and admit it's ugly. I, it, 
I don't think it's ugly. I don't think that it adds to the jersey. I don't think it takes away from the jersey. I just, I just don't care. And I'm surprised that you, that some of you on the text line have such a strong opinion about this small little patch that they've put on their jersey. Now, if they took Royals off of it and have quick trip on, like, are you doing a whole lot here? You're doing a lot. They put a little quick trip logo on the side of their, it's on the sleeve. I don't, I don't, whatever, whatever is on there. It's not an appropriate, it's not a political message. You got it. Y'all have it, man. Go ahead. Do what you got to do, man. By the way, this is the wave of the future. NBA jerseys. I know the NBA is a non-starter in town. NBA jerseys have. They've been doing this. Corporate logos on them. I'm shocked they haven't started letting them put those things on the field. Mm -hmm. You know, like how they do with college basketball games. Like during the NCAA tournament, they just got big Reese's on the court. Yep. The NBA has it on jerseys. Baseball now has it on jerseys. Carrington, there's going to be a time where me and you do the show where they announced you can put corporate patches on NFL jerseys. That moment is coming. Just prepare mentally for it, Kansas City. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I'm I'm a little confused because the text line, they, they, they love soccer, but then when other sports do soccer things, it's the worst thing that could happen. I just, I don't have it on me. I don't, I don't have it in me. I just, I don't care. Maybe that's not a good enough take. I don't have a strong take. And my take is that you just really shouldn't care and that you should just let them do what they're going to do. It's not bothering me. It's not bothering you. And those three Royals games that you go to this year, you know what? I'm sure you won't even notice it. Someone said the red is just odd and out of place. I don't really care. It just looks weird. I'm just going to guess that once they actually start playing the games and then, you know, you see the actual jerseys, and it's like, oh, that's not that bad. It's just kind of, it's kind of small. By the way, someone on the text line points this out. I double-checked. It's correct. Part of the money the Royals are getting for this is going toward a literacy program. So Quick Trip <laughs> is actually benefiting the community by being on the Royals' jersey. Like, just, it helps everyone. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Royals can't do anything right right now with the public. I'm serious. Now, I understand the two sides are doing something very different. I understand that the Royals are trying to move and the Chiefs are not. The Royals and the Chiefs are asking for the exact same amount of money. <laughs> the exact same amount of money. Today, they were having a protest. They were not protesting about the Chiefs, who want the same amount of money. They were protesting about the Royals. You saw that protest they were having down there? I mean, it like a, it, the protest like it was happening. They had 40 people out there during work time to protest the, 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 the stadium. I would just like to be clear that the Royals and the Chiefs are asking for the exact same amount of money. Everybody is up in arms about the Royals asking for this money. No, we don't want to pay for it. We don't want to pay for it. The Chiefs, no one cares. Just stay. Do what you're doing. Hey, you guys are winning championships. Sure, we'll continue to pay for it. Yeah, so here's the uh, the quote. This is from uh, the Royals Executive Vice President, Chiefs Commercial and Community Impact Officer. Yo, how many jobs she got over there? She's a power broker over there. How many, how many jobs? She got three jobs over there. She ever get to go home? This unique partnership with Quick Trip allows us to combine our off-the-field efforts with our on-the-field presence to help our community increase literacy rates throughout the region. Good for Quick Trip. Good for the Royals. Good for both of them. Put your little patch on the jersey. I'm sure they'll have some kind of Quick Trip giveaway out at the stadium. You get a free hot dog or it's a keto or something when you go to the game. 
Have at it, Bobby Wood Jr., Vinny Pasquantino. Hey, the, the more the merrier. If I was you guys, y'all not doing enough because I'd have a patch on the other side. I'd be taking offers. Hey, this sleeve is taken up by Quick Trip. If you guys really want to be down, you better go ahead and get the other sleeve. I'd sell that sleeve to in a tub or anybody that was paying is what I'd be doing if I was the Royals owner. And I would take your three-eighths of a cent sales tax, and I'd build the stadium right on top of your flower shop. That's what I'd be doing if I was the Royals. I'd be a terrible owner. I'd be, I'd be Rachel Phelps if I, was the, if I was the owner of the team. You wouldn't want me owning the team. You'd be paying for everything. Had to pay for ice out there if I was the owner of the Kansas City Royals. He's doing you guys a favor, I think, by just have, putting the patches on the jersey. Salute to John Sherman. What's your favorite thing to get at Quick Trip whenever you go there? Like, what do you get? I always get the two hot dogs. I, I don't know what it is. I like that they come in that little tin. I can dress it up, you know. I get the I get the little onions. I like the onions on there. I like the banana pepper, and I put a little mustard on there. You get two. Now, I will say, they've been raising prices. It used to be two for two twenty two. Now those two hot dogs cost like $6. And don't try to go get a drink. You might as well go to McDonald's and get yourself a combo meal by the end of the deal. What do you normally get when you stop to go get food? So I either go with the hot dog, but when I'm not in a hot dog mood, what I do is I get the grilled buffalo chicken roller and I put it on a hot dog bun and cover it in ranch. So it's like a buffalo chicken sandwich type of deal. Hmm. 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 This sounds okay. You you get a regular old hot dog. I just, gonna, get, hmm. I just get the regular dog, man. I'm just getting the regular dog. Somebody said those buffalo chicken rollers. They are good. They're I do so like good. the buffalo chicken. I rollers. put it on the take the bun out from the bottom. Put that on a bun. Cover it in ranch. You got a little sandwich type energy. <laughs> you go a little sandwich. Okay, my bad. Somebody said, "What about the blueberry donut holes?" That's the thing about Quick Trip, man. They got a little something for everybody in there. Somebody said, "I go get the Quick Trip mac and cheese." All right, all right. Okay. Y'all in there ordering food from the kitchen at Quick Trip? You've never ordered from the kitchen? A breakfast sandwich? You're going in there, you're ordering the Quick Trip meals? I mean, not every time, but no, I've I'm done just, it. I'm, no. It's are you, happened. Are you going in there? I'm saying is you walk into Quick Trip and you got the you and you got 40 on pump six going. And you walk into the back. You know how they got the little QT kitchen in the back. You walk in there and you're looking through the menu and you're ordering you're ordering food? Like, you've ordered a pizza from there before? Oh, I've definitely had a flatbread. I walk in and the smell overtakes me. I got to get a flatbread. It's lunchtime, already there. Yes, and please. Somebody said I go in there to get the grilled cheese sandwich. Yo, what's going on at home? You're ordering the grilled cheese sandwich from Quick Trip? I hope they it's put, impossible to gr- I hope screw they up put more cheese. patches on the jersey if that's what you do. I hope they put patches everywhere. I hope they're just, I hope they're on there like sticky notes and there's just nothing over there. I, I, the only thing I get from quick trip food wise, it either comes from the roller. It comes from the roller or I get a breakfast sandwich. I'm not going in there to get the grilled chicken. Somebody said, I love their orange. Chi- you getting the orange chicken from quick trip. You guys are into experiment way more than I, than I am. Kington, the more I do this show, the more I've realized you're not an adventurous eater. I am an adventurous eater. No, you at adventurous are not. eating places. No, I'm not, you I, are not. I'm not going inside Quick Trip to get the grilled cheese sandwich from Quick Trip. We're not talking about you get the grilled, the grilled cheese from like a diner. 
all right, that would make a little sense to me. Like, if you say, hey, you know what? Sometimes I go to Town Topic and I get their grilled cheese. Okay, that makes sense to me. You getting the grilled cheese sandwich from the gas station? From the gas station? So you telling me you went and you got free air because you're tired. You riding on the donut. So you got free air. And now you're going to get the grilled cheese and somebody says they have good egg rolls. Like, I'm just not willing to experiment at the gas station food. I'm just not. That's not the place I'm going to experiment. If we were not a nice restaurant. I'll sit down with you, Rob. You and I have eaten before. You're like, hey, give this a try. Sure, I'll try it with you. But I'm going to the gas station. And I'm getting the brisket sandwich. All I know is when we bring back fast food Friday. That woman is Friday, not a chef. When fast food Friday comes back this summer, we're getting quick trip food. That is happening. thousand percent. I can't wait to have you experience a grilled cheese dip in the Chipotle sauce. You're going to love it. Somebody said the best steak I've ever had was from Quick Trip. Then see, I'm about to leave early. I'm leaving early. I'm going home in a bit. They got steak at Quick Trip. They're, come on now. I, that I'm steak. unaware of. I, I don't know how I'd get steak from Quick Trip. I'm serious. They got steak. Somebody said you're missing out on the grilled cheese. How can you miss out on the grilled cheese? It's bread. It's bread, butter, and cheese. How could you miss out? What What are they doing with their grilled cheese sandwich that other places aren't doing? Someone what says special dip or what? What kind of what kind of cheeses are they using? Someone says get that and dip it in the chipotle sauce, and I'm here for it. Grilled cheese with a little bit of barbecue brisket. That sounds like a nice little time. Little coupon. <laughs> Somebody said I go there to get the beef Wellington. It's to die for. All right, you're pulling my leg. You're pulling my leg. I can't believe the text line is really vouching for these grilled cheese sandwiches from Quick Trip. Unanimous. They're really vouching for this. Do we have to try some? I don't know why you're anti the kitchen over a Quick Trip. Quick Trip is just, Quick Trip doesn't do things wrong, including the patch, but also the food. Okay. Maybe we need to try this. Maybe, And I love Quick Trip. But I'm usually going in there. You know what? I'm going in there for a, a few select things. I'm not. That's not a place I'm getting adventurous. Someone says they have the best oysters Rockefeller in the city. Okay. All right. All right. I'm calling shenanigans here. <laughs> I'm shenanigans. Yo, if you got oysters from Quick Trip, <laughs> you deserve anything bad that happens. Someone said, I love, I love their pasta and shrimp scampi. All right. We've gone too far in this segment. Let's gain some control here. Let's get back to talking about very serious sports things. We'll do that next. Keep it right here. to drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Kansas City, it's Brett Veach. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. It was just very funny. We were talking about the quick trip deal with the Royals and the patch. And it then started from, I just, I always learn a lot about you guys and just how different we are in these topics that the text line is telling me that they have some of the best grilled cheese sandwiches in the city. I'm trying to figure out how you even learned that fact that why you went to the gas station and why you ordered a grilled cheese sandwich is just not 
part of my hubris, but you guys are telling me that they have really good grilled cheese sandwiches. Then started with that people are telling me that they have the best steak in the city and they enjoy their beef Wellington and they also enjoy the halibut. So, you know, it was a, a very enjoyable experience. Rob, let me read to you something from our guy, Nate Taylor. So Nate Taylor wrote his first off-season article for the Chiefs. And this article was titled, The Chiefs Off-Season To-Do List Starts With Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones. So you know I clicked on it. Number one was bring back Legereus Sneed. Makes sense. That's my number one thing as well. Number two was compromise with Chris Jones. It then went to some of the challenges that it was going to have, and we'll talk to Nate about this more as we get closer and closer. Number three, upgraded wide receiver. Certainly something that I'm for. Number four, solidify the offensive line. Another thing that I'm for. You know what? Me and Nate Taylor are simpatico. We are on the same page. Now, this is where, Rob, you get very upset. You want to know what his number five is on the list? Oh, boy, it's running back, isn't it? Sign Nick Bolton to an extension before training camp. Listen to this. A major subplot once free agency in the draft conclude is whether the Chiefs can extend their top 2021 draft pick before he enters the final year of his rookie contract. Nick Bolton is the Chiefs green dot defender, the one who communicates with the sideline through his helmet, and he recorded the franchise most tackles in a season in 2022 with 180. Steve Spagnuolo has once called Nick Bolton one of the most intelligent defenders that he has coached in his 25 years in the National Football League. And then goes out there, and it continues to say, Drew Tranquil is a five-year veteran who wants to return to the Chiefs in his do-everything role opposite of Leo Chennault. If that occurs, then that will give the Chiefs they will still have a talented trio of linebackers after Willie Gay said goodbye to fans, but they should still try to sign Bolton to an extension that ensures they are not in the same situation with him as they currently are in with Legereus Sneed. Now, I would love to be on the side of keeping Nick Bolton. Is that a good move? Because I'm looking at the contracts that of players of Nick Bolton's caliber of what it's going to command. And from a financial standpoint and a productivity on the field, I just don't know how we're justifying giving Nick Bolton 18 to $19 million. Now is Nick Bolton ready to take a super team friendly deal to stay on the Kansas city chiefs? Well, if he's willing to do that, then we can have a very serious conversation, but let's take a guy like Fred Werner or Fred Warner from the San Francisco 49ers, really good player. He signed a five-year, $95 million deal and got $40 million guaranteed. You and I have looked at Roquan Smith as a deal that is probably in line with the kind of money that Nick Bolton is going to command. Do we think the Chiefs are seriously considering this offseason? And I understand his point. You got a really good player. Get out in front of this thing. You could have got out in front of it last year with Legereus Need. You chose not to get out in front of it. And now you've put yourself in this position with Legereus Need. And they should have shown more urgency last offseason to pay Sneed. And now you would have the franchise tag available for another player. You could do some different things. But we are now here. But I don't think that fear of what you did with Legereus Need can now motivate you to give Nick Bolton a contract that 
from a financial standpoint, I'm just not sure if it makes a lot of sense for the Chiefs. I'm a little surprised that Nate had this in his top five things to do this offseason. So a couple things here. One, we're on the same page on Nick Bolton. Based on his production, he's probably a Roquan Smith, Fred Warner type of contract. And that is just not a position in the NFL that you should be dumping that number of money into. And Even really though quick, he's great, by the way. I'll no, and I'm with you really quick. At times, it felt like Nick Bolton was their third best linebacker. I That's agree. What it felt like watching this team this season. That Willie Gay was better than him and True Tranquil. You can't give at times a guy who felt like he was your third linebacker and at times a liability. I don't think you can pay him $18 million moving forward to sign him to that long-term extension. Not when you got the deals coming up that you're going to need to take care of. You got Creed Humphrey's deal coming up. You got Trey Smith's deal coming up. You're going to have Trent McDuffie's deal where if you're talking about paying anybody early before their contract is up, Trent McDuffie needs to be at the front of that list of players that you're going to need to pay. Again, I'm surprised that he had him. Go ahead. My my bad. No, you're fine. I just want to make sure on the same page there. Also, and you took the words right out of my mouth, the other thing they're going to have this offseason if we're going to start extension conversations is guys from that 2021 draft which includes everyone's favorite Creed Humphrey. Now, maybe Creed Humphrey has fallen out of favor by fans because he threw a couple ground balls to Mahomes this a year. Weekly. He, I mean, he was hitting fungos back to Mahomes basically every week. That happened. Maybe he's fallen out of favor, but I'm not I'm not too young to remember that it was a rookie of the year campaign in town. And there were people who this season when the all pro list came out and it had Jason Kelsey and Frank Ragnow, they were mad Creed got snubbed. So you're basically going to have a decision. Which former second round pick are you keeping Bolton or Creed? And if you're a fan that says I want Bolton over Creed, that's fine. They seem like six in one hand, half a dozen the other to me because of the positions they play. But I'm a hard pass on paying Bolton based on his productivity. If he's willing to sign for a comically cheap deal, then fine. But He's far closer to Roquan in ability. And if you're close to Roquan in ability, you're going to ask for Roquan numbers. And Roquan numbers for linebacker are not the move for this Chiefs team. They're just not. And I think at least what the what the struggle is going to be for signing Nick Bolton and what makes him a little bit more difficult than paying Legereus Sneed and also makes it more difficult than paying even Chris Jones is, that deal that you're talking about is comically cheap. It just doesn't exist at his position. You either get paid or you're a veteran that you signed a two-year, very team-friendly deal. Like, if you're Nick Bolton, why would you sign a Eric Kendrick's two-year, $14 million deal? So I would say that there are five players at his position who have gotten paid. Roquan Smith, who signed 5 for 100 Fred Warner, who signed five for 95. Tremaine Edmonds signed four for 72. C.J. Mosley, who signed five for 85. And Devondre Campbell, who plays for the Green Bay Packers, at five for 50. Those are the only five players who are making more than $10 million a year at the position. Every other inside linebacker in the league makes less than $10 million a year. So there are some guys who have gotten paid. They're either still on their rookie deal or they're a veteran. And it's a Demario Davis who's on a three-year, $27 million deal. You're not getting Nick Bolton on a three-year, $27 million deal when he is a C.J. Mosley type and his position should be a 585. I think he's one of the hardest payers, 
players to determine what his value is moving forward. I think it's easier to sign Willie Gay to a long-term extension. I don't think that's the kind of player that Willie Gay is. Willie Gay is not getting 585 from somebody or five for 50. I think you can probably get Willie Gay Jr. on one of these DeMario Davis deals, a a three for 27, a two for 15, a two for 16 kind of deal. I think it's going to be incredibly difficult to sign Nick Bolton because I'm not really sure what the compromise is at his position because there's no financial equivalent for him. Also, and I'm happy Nate brought this up, similar to Sneed with corner, Brett Veach has done an elite job, probably the best in the NFL, at finding corners, late round, mid round, scrap heap, early round. Basically, if Brett Veach drafts a corner, it's the Midas touch. It's perfect. He has done very similar success at linebacker. Nick Bolton, a draft pick. Willie Gay Jr. was really good this year. A draft pick. Drew Tranquil, scrap heap, was really good this year. I know Leo Chanel is not the best player at his position, but Leo Chanel made plays in the Super Bowl, and you could argue he was one of the most impactful players on the field. Leo Chanel, a draft pick. Like, Brett Veach has thrown a propensity to figure it out at linebacker. So similar to Sneed, I'm out on paying Nick Bolton, you know, $15 million a year when I know Brett Veach can find a guy of that ilk in the second or third round on a rookie deal for four. That's the much better financial play. So if you guys missed it, there's a story from our guy, Nate Taylor in the athletic, and it is what the Chiefs should do this offseason. Number one is pay Legereus Sneed. Number two was reach a compromise with Chris Jones. Number three was upgrade at wide receiver. Four was solidify the offensive line. And number five was sign Nick Bolton to a long-term contract extension before camp. I'm surprised that this is on his list. And if you were looking at the deals, I just... I don't know if it's financially feasible. I mean, there's there's five linebackers in the NFL that play inside that have made more than $10 million a year. And other than that, it is just a veteran. I like Nick Bolton as much as the next player. I just don't know if you can commit 12 to $15 million a year at his position. I mean, this season, you had the worst version of Nick Bolton and you had the best version of your defense. Like, we keep pointing out, hey, this defense doesn't work without this player. This defense doesn't work without this player. This defense worked pretty fine this year without Nick Bolton. I mean, Nick Bolton this year, he had 120 less tackles than he did last season and 50 fewer assists on tackles this year, had fewer caused interceptions, had fewer sacks. Like, he was a significantly worse player this year, and the defense did not miss a beat in his absence this season. Just not sure if you can turn around and pay that guy what the market says that he is worth. Coming up at the top of the hour, let's get back to the top story. Eric Hosmer has announced his retirement from the game of baseball. And Eric Hosmer retiring got me thinking about Bobby Wood Jr. I'll tell you how. Keep it right here, Mr. Drive. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 